listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Okay. That was encouraging. That was not encouraging, Jay. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fact that let's look at this game. The Detroit Lions are 0-3. They're on a three-game losing streak, and they come into Soldier Field. Um, a team that's one and two and is a three point favorite in the game. That's and, it. Pick them. Yeah. It's a, the over under is at 42. The bears are favored at a negative three spread. So from where we stand right now, Jay, what makes you think that the lions will be successful and make this a one and three ball club with the Chicago Bears. Because they had Lamar Jackson and that ball club on the brink of losing. And we know right now the Chicago Bears, there's no way they could keep Lamar Jackson under wraps. Absolutely no way. And Detroit played him right to the end. That tells me right there that that's not really that bad of a football team up there. They just can't figure out how to win. The other side of it is is that you had all the hopes placed on this young man, that number one, that he was going to come into the game, especially after that first time he got into the game and he threw those back shoulder passes and hit a couple of people in stride. Mm -hmm. And there, here we go. We got a young Cam Newton. We got, we got Russell Wilson, a faster version of Russell Wilson. Here we go. Here we go. And this time they got in the startup to Ferrari, and they looked up, and they had a Hugo engine in it. This is a problem. This is an absolute – I'm telling you right now, you know I'm Thomas. I tell you before it happens that this is a problem, and it's very possible – that a person like Justin Fields, who is ego-driven, he said it a number of times, I'm built for this, I'm built for this. Are you really built for getting your head whacked to keep coming out there, play after play, knowing that this isn't going to work? Did you hear what Nick Foles said? No. That wasn't supposed to be aired? Again? Oh, well, I mean, it's not like it's the first time he said it. This it's, is the second time. Nick Foles is not a believer in anything Matt Nagy related. So, right. Am I concerned? So, no, because that's that's so, what he is. So now Nick Foles, a guy who has not taken a snap, has been saying under his breath, and if he's saying under his breath to a reporter, you know why you're telling a reporter? So that the reporter can tell it. He's told the same guy. It twice. This wasn't, he did that. Oh, I didn't mean, I didn't think he was going to say it. No, you told the same guy twice that this guy, Matt Nagy, can't call plays in the NFL. That you can't go five on five against Miles Garrett and not put somebody up there to chip. Everybody in the NFL who's on the commentary side has said, Are you not going to help your left tackle? Are you not going to get put a shoulder into that guy? And that because what's supposed to happen is that when you get a wide uh, angle rusher that are coming off the edges like these guys are coming off the edges, you take that back to literally chip on him. And what you're chipping is, is that you're knocking him back toward 
the offensive tackle so the offensive tackle can now get centered back on him again and get him in the position where he needs to be so that now he can just keep fighting them off so the quarterback can have a chance to step up and throw the football. That's why you chip. So you mean to tell me that everybody in America can see that you need to chip these defensive ends and you don't do it? And here's my other side with um, with with uh, Fields, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have a call in our playbook that when we see that there's going to be people hitting our gaps, if somebody we don't have a max protect call, we 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 can't we 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 can't go you know Bosco or chocolate milk or there ain't a call in there. You know Bosco was fat, fat. Bosco does not get the rating that it needs to for chocolate milk supplements. Bosco was fabulous. And a multi, that, that multi milk, that was, that was disgusting. But I digress. You mean there's not a call out there that you can call to max protect, to keep your back in, tell them don't go out into the, into the, uh, into the route because you're my check down. If I'm pushing the ball downfield, I'm reading high to low. So I'm reading up the field and now my eyes are tracking back down. And now my feet are moving with me and I'm tracking to the backside. My back, if he's running a wheel route or something like that, he's my last thing that I'm looking at coming out. If he's not primary in the route. So I don't need him to get out because I'm at at 1.7 seconds. I'm not getting to my third. I'm not getting to my third read. It ain't happening. So leave him in, leave him in there to block. I we ain't got a call for that. Well, you can't. You mean Justin Fields can't look at, at David Montgomery and go, hey, uh, don't go out on this route. Help Jason out with this guy. Go block this guy over here. Who, that's what quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, don't I, I, just, I think this is going to be sad. Absolutely sad. I think we're going to, you know, I, 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 really think, I really think the Detroit Lions are going to come in here and beat the Bears by a couple of touchdowns, maybe three. You know, I'm looking at Detroit and I'm looking at what they offer still probably a worse team than Chicago. At this point, they're giving up three giveaways while the Bears have four takeaways. It could balance out. I think it could be a low affair if you can control the quarterback play. I think the Bears may be able to squeak out a win, but that doesn't mean that they're good. I think that you're looking at probably something like a 13-7 game or a 13-10 game, just enough to cover. I'm just saying I don't see how this gets any better where we are. Where it stands right now, I don't see that the Lions really pose a problem, but I don't see that the Bears have an answer either. I got I got this game 30 to 6 Detroit. <laughs> 30 to 6. Could possibly be. Because I don't think this, I don't think this offense is going to get on the move. I don't think we have the guys up front. It's not their fault. It's not Peter's fault. He was out there fishing after 17 years, hanging out, telling the wife, yeah, I'll be home. I'll bring some Oreos when I come in. And he got a call while he was out there and said, Hey, Ben, how'd you doing? You want a couple extra few more million dollars? Yeah. Sure. Hey, honey, I'm going to go make this money right quick. Go ahead, baby. Mm-hmm. And he went out there still smelling like fish grease. <laughs> well, for Detroit right now, you're looking at their offense is almost as anemic, but they do have two good running backs. You've got DeAndre Swift. You got DeAndre Swift, but 
if you look at a game, if you look at the Browns game last week where Nick Chubb was held in check for most of the game, the problem is who's going to be the secondary back, and that's Jamal Williams, who could have a big game. And you might want to look to Jamal for fantasy help if you need some help at the running back because just like what we saw last week against the Browns, once that that defense was out there for how long were they out there, Jay? For, Good. Well, uh, long enough. Long enough to to take a a, a whipping, a beating, yeah. and a shellacking. Yeah. I don't even know who any of Detroit's receivers are. I don't think it really matters. No, I, I don't. I don't think it matters who their tight end is. I don't think it matters who their receivers are. You're looking at the run game. And if they can punish the game, the Bears in the run game, we'll see. Which is going to happen. Which is going to happen. You know why it's going to happen? Because the Bears are going to go three and out, two and out, one and out. And you're going to have this defense on the field back to back to back. And by the second quarter, they're going to be gassed. Hmm. Okay. And that's, so and that's when you start seeing gashing. DeAndre Swift is a good back. And I want to say this Detroit offensive line is better offensive line than we have. Mm-hmm. Let, let's not give the Bears credit because they won a football game. This is a bad. This is a bad offense, and it's only going to be worse. This is not even an NFL caliber offense right now. So, with Matt Nagy saying that everything's on the table, Jay, that means you're looking at the quarterback situation. I don't think you can look at the running back or receiving situation. So everything that's really on the table is the three quarterbacks, one with a bone bruise, one with an ego bruise, and one who just doesn't like you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who's playing Blue's Clues, you know? What do you do in this situation? Now, do you just roll Justin out there again and say, "Have, have at it, young man, or do you bring in an old grizzled vet? Because I don't understand this, Jake. If you're not developing this boy for this year, what was the need to bring in an Andy Dalton that you paid triple the amount that Mitchell Trubisky's making right now? Andy Dalton is what? One year, 10 million. And yeah. Mitch is like one year, 2 million. Two and a half, something like that. Yeah. Why? For this reason and this reason only, right? Mm-hmm. He needed a scapegoat. All Matt Nagy is doing right now, Matt Nagy is convinced that this is the best offense in the league, the one that he's runs. It's that these guys can't run it. I don't have the quarterback. That's why I want to get an Andy Dalton's type quarterback in here who can make the quick reads and get rid of the football. Now, we saw Andy Dalton was a better running quarterback than Nick Foles could ever thought to be. And so we know Nick Foles is not going to be able to get those yards on the ground. Andy Dalton was able to move the football. Here's the issue, though. Now, because there is such a thin line to success, that if anything breaks down, if the timing gets breaks down, if the offensive line can't hold up, they can't get the football out. I don't understand why Matt Nagy will not change his philosophy, but this wasn't his philosophy. This came down from how he was taught. 
and you have innovators in offense, and then you just have guys who are imitators in offense. Matt Nagy is an imitator. He's not an imitator. Not all he does is that in this situation, we call this play because that's what I was taught. Okay. I at this point, there's nothing more you can say, but okay. Because you realize that for somebody who's an offensive genius, it's not a lot of smart stuff going on there, you know? It's not looks kind of dumb. It doesn't look it's kind of like having a smartphone, but a dumb user. So well, how smart no, is the phone? Well, and that's the absolute truth. But here, here, here's here's my analogy to it, right? You had Queen Elizabeth, who's the Queen of England, right? Mm -hmm. Prince Philip is also in the hierarchy, right? But who's really running the country? It ain't Prince Philip. Mm -hmm. It ain't one of them kids over there. It's her. But they still get all of the same accolades as the queen gets. And right. that's the same, that's a problem here. He comes out of a tree with notable people in the coaching ranks. He wants to, because he comes out of that tree, that he also should get the same uh, ranking that they got. But he is, all he is is a royal by birth. He got lucky, he got hired and they liked him. He was yes man enough to stay there and he figured out the answers to the questions. I mean, look, what is what you have an educator, right? There are certain kids who can regurgitate information back to you and they can get A's on test, but they can't apply the information to the practical application in the field. This is Matt Nagy gets A's on test, but when he has to apply what he knows in an abstract manner, he can't do it. And that's what we see. Give him a gold star, but also give him the dunce hat to sit him in the corner. Yeah, it's amazing. One of my mentor teachers would always tell me, if your curriculum, if you, what your lesson plan is too difficult for your children to master, and you see that your children keep failing what you're giving them, it's not the children. It's you not being Absolutely. able to adjust to what you have. And it's funny, you, we talk about the coaching, man, but I looked, first thing I think I saw when I was watching the game was who is the line, I don't know if he's the run coordinator, but the line offensive line coordinator for the Browns, somebody near and dear to your heart. I said, is that old Bill Kelly in there? I said, yes, sir. Wow, bro. You, you could have had him in, you could have had him in Chicago. He could be the offensive coordinator. Probably wouldn't have been that hard. I should have went with Bill. When he, when he went, when he left out of high, when he left from high school and he went, he had asked a couple of us to go with him. Uh, when he went to a smaller college to go, he wanted us to go play there. And you always wonder, had you wouldn't play, would you still been traveling around? Because Bill Callahan, them same crazy eyes, he looked exactly the same way when he was in coaching in high school. Remember to look for our exclusive interview with Coach Angela Hamblin Blakely from the region. You know who only does it the way we do it, which is the sizzle right here on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports. Bye.